welcome to another episode of Founders Journey. I'm your host, Josh Pickford, founder of Bearmetrics. And uh, today we've got a fun topic. So uh, we're going to talk about um, shutting down a product, specifically shutting down something that we just launched uh, uh, recently, like in the past couple of months. So um, there's this product called Intros. Uh, which we officially announced back in November to great fanfare. I think it was like the number four product on Product Hunt that day. Um, and we are sh shutting it down, having never made a single penny uh, while simultaneously costing our team months of work. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. So let's kind of start at the beginning here. Since since starting Bearmetrics, we've always ha been kind of a middleman between companies and people interested in those companies. So many of the people who log into a Bearmetrics account aren't just the employees or the founder of a company, but also the people who've got a stake in the company. Um, investors, potential investors, potential acquirers. There's a whole world of people that uh, someone may add to their account to give them insight uh, into how their company's doing. And in addition, I personally get quite a few emails regularly from investors and buyers who are looking for companies. So middle of last year, we started playing around with an idea. What if we created a marketplace of companies uh, that were looking for investment or acquisition and then gave investors or buyers access to that? So um, companies of all stages could get in front of interested parties and then investors or buyers could quickly filter down to the exact companies they were interested in based on live accurate financial data. So nobody else offered or offers anything like that. So yes, there are places like uh, AngelList where companies can manually enter snapshots of their data, but that becomes quickly outdated and it's easy to sort of fudge the numbers a bit. Not in, not in a malicious way, but in a sort of like, let's put some spin on what these numbers mean kind of way. Uh, we would effectively cut out a significant portion of due diligence while giving investors and buyers some deal flow that they'd have to work incredibly hard to get, or that would be sort of nearly impossible from, uh, from a data perspective otherwise. So that sounds like a really great match, right? So we pushed ahead. Now we didn't want to go into to building, uh, this with only a premise, right? We wanted to validate the idea as much as possible before we wrote a single line of code. So as a team, we talked through the problems we were trying to solve, and our lead designer, Martin, put together uh, a functional mock-up. So then uh, I scheduled video chats with about a dozen investors and buyers and walked them through the idea, showed them how it would work, and then kind of gathered all their feedback on it. Uh, and the response was was universally positive. So, you know, things like, they would say things like, uh, this solves a huge problem for me. Uh, I definitely pay for this. Please tell me when this will be available. Uh, you know, it was common after common of, of how great it would be for them to have this tool in this marketplace uh, for them. So after all of that positive feedback, it, it felt like that was validation enough to keep moving forward with actually building out uh, the product. Now, to get any kind of market off the ground, you have to sort of stock it with product. So uh, in this case, companies were the product that we needed to get into the market so that investors and buyers would have uh, any interest in doing some shopping, right? So uh, since this was based around bare metrics as a product, we started with our existing customers and, and that and the whole system is 100% or was 100% opt-in, meaning companies would have to explicitly toggle the feature on and agree to have their data anonymously included in the marketplace. Um, that got the ball rolling, but we really needed a lot more companies. So we did this sort of faux launch on Product Hunt, uh, meaning we announced this, but you know it wasn't technically available for you to log into just yet. So this let us get a lot more companies opted in, and it also set in motion conversations with investors. Now, 
I put all the interested investors into the sales funnel and, and started a pretty typical sales cycle uh, with each of them. And uh, this was great because I could get more information about exactly how they'd want to, to filter the companies, thus giving some insight into if we'd even have enough companies that actually met uh, their criteria. So those conversations went on for about six to eight weeks while we were putting the finishing touches on the investor facing side of things. And then by mid January, we were ready to start um, letting some investors in to try things out. So that's exciting, right? So as we let in investors, we decided to include the, the paywall from day one, meaning nobody got free access to all to like talking to all these companies um, just for being a beta tester. We didn't, we didn't need help validating or like testing the functionality of it. It wasn't like a QA kind of thing. Um, we needed help validating the economics of this. Um, and the way that we set up pricing on this was to give access to the anonymized company data to a, a curated list of investors, right? So you, as an investor would, um, basically like sign up to say I'm interested in, and then, you know, I would have to go in, validate that you were actually an investor and then approve your account. To, to give you access or not. Um, but if they wanted to get an intro to a given profile, so actually they get to see the company data, um, see who the company was, their story, all that kind of thing, they'd have to be on a monthly plan of $500 a month, which would let them request that non-anonymized data and an intro um, for up to 25 companies each month. So we're talking, you know, 20 bucks per intro, essentially. Um, and remember, they're, they're getting a filterable live data set that lets them narrow down to exactly the types of companies that they're interested in. No back and forth trying to figure out what their actual growth has been over you know, the past six months or what their current revenue, revenue is, uh, how many users, et cetera. It's all right there, right out of the gate. Um, but the feedback we started getting, even on day one, hinted at this sort of deeper problem. So we, were, we started getting comments like, if you could just make this one extra data point part of the anonymized data or you know, a hundred companies that meet all my criteria just isn't enough. Like they would even invest in a hundred companies. Um, we don't pay for data. That was one I, I heard. Uh, I prefer to do it, you know, to do this the way that I've always done it. Right. So when it came down to actually acting on that feedback from those early mock-ups, you know, and, and fork over some cash, um, we, we just hit a wall and I like we really hit a wall, meaning like not a single investor was willing to pay uh, any amount for this. So, I mean, really, like we were just stumped, right? So um, we heard dozens upon dozens of reasons of why it was sort of a bad fit for them. So sort of all these excuses, I guess. Um, and we just like didn't, it, it didn't compute. So like how... How were we so off on this? You know, it's like, how do, how do we go from all the investor in, uh, excitement where investors are like literally checking in weekly to see how this thing's coming along to, to, to something that's just a bad fit that we can't charge for it all, right? So I don't know. Maybe we were blinded by optimism. Maybe we were blinded by the dollar signs. Maybe investors are just a really tough market to sell to. I'm, I'm not sure. But like after a month of, of trying to get investors to pay for it, uh, I decided we needed to, to pull the plug. You know, so we'd spent months working on this, um, conversing with hundreds of investors and companies to figure out the right balance uh, for the marketplace. But it, like, it just didn't make sense to keep forcing it when there was zero monetary traction. Um, yes, we could have kept pushing forward and, and tried out some different pricing models. But honestly, like the prospect felt very uninteresting. Um, we've always built products for companies and, and like this was going after a completely different customer, which investors in this case, which we really have no connection to from a marketing or sales 
um, perspective. We also had no desire to like turn this into an enterprise play. Like that's just not part of our, our culture. Now I have uh, a few theories on why some of this didn't work, but they're just that theories, right? So none are exactly provable, but I guess I kind of find it therapeutic to write them out. So um, one, like investors don't actually have money to spend on external tools. So yes, they're dumping five to eight figures into, into companies, but like that money isn't, isn't just sitting there for them to spend on external tools like this. You know, um, another thing like this tool could actually have replaced junior associates and some VC firms. So like convincing them to use it would not have worked because it would, it would have like, Hey, sign up for this thing that will replace your job. Um, and so we'd have to go further up the chain to sell to like more senior people uh, at a VC firm, but like doing that dance again, not that interesting for us. Um, another theory was changing someone's workflow is just really difficult. So this, this type of workflow just isn't how most VCs work. They've got their existing sources and workflows and little things that they've picked up over the years. And that's, that's hard to change. And then like part of me wonders if our product gave companies themselves more of an upper hand than the VCs were comfortable with, um, as companies were the ones deciding if the VCs reaching out to them were worth their time. But I don't know. I don't have like, empirical data there. And all of that may be off base. And really, a lot of it points to my ignorance on the deep workings of uh, the VC world, which, if anything, is another reason why we weren't the right company to tackle this. So um, what happens to all of this now? Um, technically, we've removed the product from the marketing site and the app, and we're in the middle of like, purging all the associated data. And functionally, we have this product that like works beautifully. And part of me wishes we could like partner with somebody who's got the deep ties on the investor world who could like make it work. Um, but you know, I, one of the parts of this that really excited me was that it, it put companies in front of investors of all types and put them in the driver's seat. So like they got to decide who they wanted to talk to sort of giving them like an upper hand on that conversation. But either way, I, don't, I hate to see that go, but at the same time, it's just not something we're equipped to put all uh, of our energy into at the moment. Um, I appreciate all the feedback that everyone gave over the, over the past few months with this. And like my pride hates shutting down a product that barely saw the light of day, but the alternative just doesn't make sense for us at this stage. Um, anyway, that's all. That's all for this week. Thanks for uh, listening. If you need some revenue analytics, uh, and insights, check out bearmetrics.com. If you have any feedback, shoot me a note, josh at bearmetrics.com or on Twitter at Spigford and uh, a rating on iTunes goes a super duper long way. Thanks again for listening and um, see you the next time. I see you. Goodbye.